biggest games, the best performances, expert analysis. You are locked on now. What's going on, everyone? You are listening to Locked On Now, local experts on the biggest stories around the NFL. I'm your host, Kim Becker, and thanks so much for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. On today's show, we recap the big Week 10 Sunday football. So let's start with yesterday's biggest game. The biggest game. The New Orleans Saints fall to 5-4 and four after losing to the Tennessee Titans and are now ranked second in the NFC South behind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It was their second loss in a row, which also included the absence of Alvin Kamara. But the Tennessee Titans, on the other hand, have now won six straight games and hold the number one seed in all of the AFC. We've got Locked On Titans here to tell us why the Tennessee train just keeps on chugging. Tyler Rowland here, host of the Locked On Titans podcast, with my instant reaction to the Tennessee Titans 23-21 win over the New Orleans Saints in Week 10. It was not a pretty win, but a win nonetheless, and the sixth in a row for the Tennessee Titans as they moved to 8-2 on the year. The Titans' offense was disjointed throughout the game, never really felt like they got into a rhythm, but based on some good field position, they were able to get two touchdowns on the day along with three field goals and outscore the Saints. But really, the Titans' defense had the better outing. They were able to hold the Saints to only 21 points on the day. Now, the Saints shot themselves in the foot Throughout the day, they committed the only turnover, fumbling on a kickoff return. They missed two extra points on the day, along with committing nine penalties. So the Titans didn't play great, but they played better than New Orleans, and that's all they needed to pick up their eighth victory on the year. For more analysis, make sure to check out the Locked On Titans YouTube channel right after the game. And Saints head coach Sean Payton expressed quite a bit of frustration after their back-to-back losses, and Locked On Saints is here to add to why that may be. The New Orleans Saints dropped their second straight game in a matchup that they probably, quite honestly, should have won. I'm Ross Jackson, host of the Locked On Saints podcast. New Orleans Saints fall to the Tennessee Titans on the road in Nashville, 21-23, to sort of playing the role of their own worst enemy. There was a questionable roughing the passer penalty that ended up taking an interception in the end zone off the board for the Saints. But even despite that, the Saints still had their own mental errors that continued to come up and limit their ability to perform efficiently throughout this matchup. For instance, the Saints here, 21 points to show despite the fact that they had three touchdowns and converted a field goal. That came down to one of those penalties, a false start penalty, a costly one by tight end Adam Troutman that backed the New Orleans Saints up on a two-point conversion that could have tied the game, and instead they ended up coming up empty there. And then, of course, two missed extra points by the Saints' fourth kicker of the season and Brian Johnson. All of that combined with some other sort of mental errors that you saw throughout this matchup, two sacks in a two-minute uh, drill type of situation. Uh, you also saw the customary false start of 2021 continue for the New Orleans Saints. A lot to adjust in order to get back on their winning ways again on the road next week up against the Philadelphia Eagles. For more on where they need to make those adjustments and what they have to do to get back in that winning pattern, make sure you check out the Locked On Saints podcast every Monday through Friday, free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube, and of course, a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The best performance. Hold up, hold up, hold up. 
And in case you haven't heard, Cam Newton is back. The Arizona Cardinals got their second loss of the season tonight as Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers made a huge statement in Glendale. And with more on the loss, we will throw it over to Locked On Cardinals. For the first time all season, the Arizona Cardinals were not in a game early. Blown out by the Carolina Panthers, 34-10. to Once again, without their starting quarterback, Kyler Murray. And again, without their star wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins. Colt McCoy couldn't get it done for a second straight week. Alex, does this big-time loss take the Arizona Cardinals away from getting to their 2021 goals? I don't know yet. They've lost two of three. They're going to Seattle in week 11. If they lose in week 11, that's losing three of four going into their bye week with a very sour taste in their mouth and blood in the water for the rest of the NFC. To quote my buddy from Locked on Vikings, Luke Braun, who opened his podcast two weeks ago after the Vikings lost to the Dallas Cowboys. What a disaster. That's what we experienced on Sunday with the Arizona Cardinals. Hopefully they'll bounce back from it with Kyler Murray and hopefully DeAndre Hopkins coming back in week 10, in week 11 so the Cardinals can be its, as close to full strength as possible when they take on their division rival Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson back. It was, uh, yeah, just a brutal performance by the Cardinals. Unlike what we've seen all season long, couldn't get anything going. Colt McCoy couldn't be magic two weeks in a row. He was injured. We actually saw the Cardinals down to their third-string quarterback hopefully getting healthier and can kind of wash their hands of this brutal performance. The Carolina Panthers, who have now won six straight over the Arizona Cardinals, just have their number. Apparently, Cam Newton, two touchdowns. Guy came off the street, scored two touchdowns. That's how it went for the Arizona Cardinals. Hopefully, on to better things. We're talking about it all week long. It's Bo, it's Alex. Follow along at Lockdown AZ Cards. Listen wherever you find podcasts. And speaking of a team that's back, the New England Patriots had a whopping 45-7 win over the Cleveland Browns. And a lot of people are saying, yeah, the Patriots just might be back. This was a huge win for rookie quarterback Mac Jones and the New England Patriots. So let's toss it over to Locked on Browns to hear what went wrong for Cleveland. This is Locked on Browns host Jeff Lloyd after a rough Sunday in Foxborough. Baker Mayfield has now sustained his fourth injury on the season. Browns had a strong drive to start the game, took a 7-0 lead. Offensively, they got nothing going after that. The Browns were not able to counter punch on the offensive side of the ball. Defensive side of the ball, they got punched, 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 and punched some more. Nothing. They did nothing to show that they could do anything to stop the New England Patriots from the running game to the passing game, the screen game. They got owned today. The Cleveland Browns, there is no way around it. This was the single worst day of the Coach Stefanski era. Can it get better from here? It certainly needs to. Detroit next week, and then the Ravens. Jeff Lloyd, Locked On Browns. Appreciate everybody for making us your first listen, day in, day out. And the Kansas City Chiefs finally looked like the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night as they handed the Las Vegas Raiders another loss in Allegiant Stadium. Well, if you didn't know before, now you know. This is what the Kansas City Chiefs in 2021 can look like. Welcome back. I'm Ryan Tracy from Locked On Chiefs. We're going to talk about this today. Sunday Night Football showed the NFL why they need to be scared. This is what the Kansas City Chiefs can look like when they're firing on all cylinders and able to do what it is that they do. Can it be sustained? That's going to be the question. But the NFL is now on notice, and they ought to be concerned because the Chiefs came into Sunday night football and took back their division. 
it was not subtle, and I think that's why you saw the score become what it became. I think it also is a way that they have put everything together on offense, on defense, and on special teams. Now, it wasn't a perfect outing by any means. There are definitely things to work on, but this is what this team is expected to look like. This is what we've been waiting for for the last six or eight weeks. Now they seem to be here. The question will be, can they sustain it? That's going to be the question this week as we discuss on Locked On Chiefs. And when we come back, more around the league of the big games on Sunday for Week 10 in the NFL. I'm your host, Kim Becker, and you're listening to Locked On Now. Welcome back. This is Locked On Now, and thanks so much for making us your first listen every weekday. I'm your host, Kim Becker, and now let's go around the league with more big games from Sunday in Week 10. Let's go around the league. The Dallas Cowboys were coming off of a tough loss last week, but picked it back up and had a huge win over the Atlanta Falcons, 43-3. We've got both Locked On Cowboys and Locked On Falcons here with the recap. That, my friend, is how you bounce back. Hi, I'm Landon McCool with Locked On Cowboys podcast, and the Cowboys come back this week and bounce back from an embarrassing loss last week to the Denver Broncos, beating the Atlanta Falcons at home 43-3. Dak Prescott with three touchdowns, two in the air, one in the ground. Ezekiel Elliott added another two touchdowns. There was a punt block for a touchdown and three interceptions by all three of your starting corners. It was a dominant performance on both sides of the ball. The Cowboys, who admittedly the week before kind of slept walk into the Denver game and the score showed that I think the score also reflected this week that the Cowboys had renewed focus going into this week of practice uh, the Cowboys I think have also put their best any idea that there's a blueprint out on them or that this is the Cowboys last week's performance was indicative of the Cowboys overall I think we now see who the Cowboys are an aggressive team that likes to score points that plays complimentary football uh, and, and has a defense that feeds off of their offensive success. So lots to talk about this week. Does the Cowboys have a short week going into the Kansas City game, followed by another short, uh, well, not a short week, but another Thursday game following as they go into Thanksgiving. So make sure you're checking the Locked On Cowboys podcast with me and Marcus Mosier as we have all the news and updates for your Dallas Cowboys. The Jacksonville Jaguars suffered yet another loss and fall to 2-7 and seven on the season. Here is Locked On Jags on why they just could not keep up with the Indianapolis Colts. Hi, this is Tony Wiggins with my instant takeaways from today's loss in Indy. The Jaguars fall 23-17 to the Indianapolis Colts on the road in a hard-fought, tough game uh, down the stretch. They did make a good showing of themselves in the second half. After falling behind 17 to nothing, the Jaguars played really well defensively until the end of the game when they really, really needed something to happen and they didn't stop the Colts from getting in field goal range and allowed Carson Wentz to make a long completion to Michael Pittman. The defense played well. It was not Trevor Lawrence's best day. He'll have to work on protecting the the football and and the offensive line really has to work on protecting Trevor Lawrence moving forward. So the Jaguars can't make a two-game winning streak and lose 23-17 to Indy. And we have the very first tie of the season, folks. The Detroit Lions have ended their losing streak without actually winning. And some people are even saying, and I quote, this is the most Detroit thing ever. We have both locked on Lions and locked on Steelers here with a recap of a very weird game in Pittsburgh. Here's your post-game reaction, folks. Matt Derry, Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network. The Lions tie the Steelers 16-16. Neither team scores in overtime. Ryan Santoso, the Lions' backup kicker, had a chance to win it for Detroit in the extra session, but missed badly on a 48-yard field goal. 
This was one of the most pathetic performances, maybe in the history of the NFL, with both teams just really having no business winning this football game. It kind of deserves to end in a tie. Jared Goff throws for 114 yards in five quarters of play. That's it. Played with a bad back. Lions running game was fantastic today. A career high in rushing yards for DeAndre Swift. But in the end, neither team could get it done in overtime. And the Lions will not go 0-17, but might go 0-16-1. They tie in Pittsburgh 16-16. More coming up on the Locked On Lions postgame show. I'm Chris Carter of the Locked On Steelers podcast, and this is your Locked On Now update after the Steelers tie the Detroit Lions 16-all here at Heinz Field. It was an ugly game of all sorts with all sorts of criticism to go all around. Mason Rudolph did not play well in, in this game, missing open touchdown passes, throwing 50 passes, which in itself is a big question for the coaching. Why was he throwing the ball so much on a wet and rainy game when you have Najee Harris, who did run for more than 100 yards? But... On top of the tie, on top of the missing the opportunity to take first place in the AFC North after the Ravens lost Thursday night to the Dolphins, you have the big questions as far as the injuries. Joe Hayden goes down with a mid-foot sprain, not sure when he'll be back, though Terrell Edmonds, Minka Fitzpatrick, Cam Sutton, James Pierre all did well in the secondary. The real questions, T.J. Watt had both hip and knee injuries that took him out of the game. He's going to be MRI, and we're going to hear more about those results on Tuesday, most likely, to see are his injuries season-ending. More updates on this game, analysis, and where the Steelers are after this terrible tie on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Carter Critiques. And a huge win for the Washington football team over the reigning Super Bowl champs today. Coming off of a bye week, everyone predicted Tom Brady and the Buccaneers to just really come out of the cannon with fire. But the Washington football team had other plans. Here is Locked On Washington with more. Hey, what's up, Washington football team fans? I'm Chris Russell here at FedEx Field, where the Washington football team upsets the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 29-19. to what else can you say except Taylor Heineke played probably his best and most efficient game of the year. Washington ran the ball well. They had a 19-play, 80-yard, 10-minute and 26-second drive to finish off the game, in essence, with an Antonio Gibson one-yard touchdown run on a fourth-down decision up by four and Tampa potentially looking and having to drive the entire length of the field to score the go-ahead touchdown, and ultimately Washington never really gave them a chance to do that, again, winning 29-19. to Defense was good on third down, held Tampa to 40%, 4 of 10. They forced a couple of turnovers, one really on Tom Brady, one not on Tom Brady. Tampa was not sharp, but Washington wins ultimately in the end and gets their third win of the year to improve to 3-6, and six, and now head to Charlotte where Ron Rivera returns to the Queen City and his former team and Cam Newton. From FedEx Field, I'm Chris Russell for the Locked On Washington football team podcast. We're free and available on all platforms. Thanks for watching Locked On Now. That's a wrap for us. Thanks so much for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. For more on the National Football League and your team, make your second listen Locked On NFL and your team's Locked On podcast. I'm Kim Becker. This was Locked On Now. Locked On, your team every day.